Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. And we are live. Welcome to The Process. It is Thursday, February 29th, a day that I'm not sure I've ever done a process show for. I don't believe, I mean, maybe I had one on February 29th of 2020. I don't know what day that was. Let's find that out right now. I'm Josh Engelman. Hit the like button, by the way. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Engelman. Okay, February 29th, 2020 was a Saturday. First ever Leap Day process show. Love to see it. What's up, everybody? Hope you had a good night last night. Weird slate. Um, don't have much to add to it. Uh, that The Bulls-Cavs game going double OT was unnecessary it's probably the best way to describe it didn't need it didn't want it um what else i don't have i really just don't have much to add off of yesterday's slate it was kind of like innocuous but i had five lineups in the top one percent it's really all you can ask for none of them really threatened anything miles off the face but like I'll, i consider it like a solid enough day uh excited for today another six gamer which i think is fun to break down Standard issue stuff here. Lost prize picks. RJ Barrett had too big of a day, which was kind of a bummer. He was the kind of guy, like, I don't ever get that dude right. And it just never fails. If I play him in DFS, he's not good. Or he, like, starts hot and tails off. That's, that's usually the worst of it. Um, if I fade him, he it's usually situations like this. So that was kind of frustrating. Um, LeBron is incredible at basketball i'm just absolutely insane i don't know how this dude does it we are watching like i don't want to have the lebron jordan thing but we are watching the unequivocal greatest career in the nba and it just doesn't even show like real signs of slowing down 
for him to still be an all NBA level player at this point in time now is just bonkers. It's really, really crazy. It's a shame he's such a shit player GM because you really wonder what these last couple of years for the Lakers could have looked like if like they just stopped, if they like tried to put a, the correct team around LeBron. But that dude just wants to do the exact opposite of what makes sense. And we've seen what works, but he just doesn't ever do it. But I mean, like his career is just insane. The amount of time that he is going to play NBA games is the real, like, truly crazy piece of all of this. Like, Michael Jordan played... uh, This is crazy to think about. Michael Jordan played 41... Let's just do this. That's not the right one. Um, If I put that there, does that work? It does. Michael Jordan played 41,000 minutes in the regular season in his career. 41,000. Just for reference sake, LeBron James right now is at 55,900. So for... Just 50, call it 56,000. LeBron James has played 15,000 more minutes in the regular season than Michael Jordan did. For the record, 15,000. Jordan led the league in minutes in 86, 87, and 88. Call it 3,300 each year. All three of those years added together is still 5,000 minutes short of that. I mean, we're talking countless additional seasons of play. Michael Jordan played 7,400 minutes in the playoffs. LeBron James, 11,600 minutes in the playoffs. He's got another 4,400 minutes on top of him in the playoffs. That's like another extra best season ever. It's... It's truly insane what we're watching this dude do and maintain this career. It's it's remarkable. It's remarkable. This dude started in 2003. It's I'm just at a loss for what this the grand total of this career is. It's it's just too you like nothing will no, no one will ever look like this in the NBA because they're not going to play enough. The The level of health you need to have to do this is really quite staggering. I didn't expect to start some time here. Like, well, what, what else would be really interesting? Uh, Jordan made 12,192 field goals. LeBron's at 14, 6, 2,500 more made baskets. You want to tell me Jordan's peak is higher? I don't have to argue anything like that. I I, I think I can, but I, I don't I won't. But like from a totality of a career, it is insane. Right now, LeBron James, 39 years old, 
going to make an All-NBA team. 39 years old for Michael Jordan was the last season of the Wizards. That's not exactly people looking back at that thinking, that's going well. Like, the last real season that people remember for Michael Jordan took place when he was 34. 34 was LeBron's first year in L.A. I mean, that's just nuts. It's nuts. It's so much playing. It's so much volume. It's so much everything. 41 and 12 in 53 playoff series in his career. I mean, that is 41 and 12. What is Michael? 30 and 7. Let's think about that for a second. Michael Jordan lost seven playoff series in his career. Now, obviously, uh, that didn't happen basically at all for a, a large chunk, but seven. Five more playoff series losses. That's what we're talking about. It's nuts, man. It's nuts. Six and two in the Eastern Conference Finals for Michael Jordan. LeBron was nine and one plus a one and one in the Western Conference. He's 10 and two in conference finals. So good, dude. So good. We're going to miss this dude when he's gone, man. We really are. We really are. It's just the volume is staggering. It's staggering. I'd love to see him get to a team where he could like be the third best dude down the stretch and grab another ring or two. But whatever. That's what we got. We want to start on LeBron today because he was absolutely extraordinary to close out yesterday's game against the Clippers. Yeah, SMP, that's where I was that's what I was trying to say yesterday. Like the shot shouldn't go anywhere. Like that should just exist forever. And his ability to run a game, dictate an offense, like there's absolutely no reason that can't go on for a couple more years. His size allows it. Like, think about the way that, like, what if you do this on a game-by-game -game basis? Think about the way that Roger Clemens started getting used at the end of his career, where, like, he wouldn't sign until July. He'd, like, just play the stretch run in the playoffs. What if LeBron James is just like, I start my games at halftime, and he goes out there and gives you, like, eight minutes to start the third and eight minutes to close the fourth, and you just get, like, 16 hard minutes of a legitimate rotational piece. That dude's going to be able to play till he's 45 or 46. This isn't a 39-year-old man's body. It just isn't. Yeah, like... What's really interesting to think about is, I wonder how Michael Jordan treats his body if he's playing now. Because obviously, uh, Jordan had some demons. And it would be very interesting to see how much he embraced the, like, we don't go out and get wrecked till six o'clock in the morning every day. And like all of the advanced level treatment. 
Is he just grinding through it because he's at like poker tables till, you know, two in the afternoon? That's the interesting piece to me. How much does he embrace the technology of keeping your body extra healthy? Like, obviously, he worked his ass off. That's not what I'm trying to say. But, like, I imagine LeBron's got a lot more downtime during his season than MJ did. That's for sure. But, like, I don't think you could have ripped Michael Jordan out of casinos. Is he just going to get, like, hooked up to IVs and stuff at a blackjack table? <laughs> Is he, like... Laying in a hyperbaric chamber, playing Pi Gal. Uh, I don't know. It's funny. I love them both. Look, man, my, Michael Jordan was my dude. I, I, I tried to be him in my backyard for 10 years. Bronze just built different in many ways. Anyway, that's enough about me. That's enough about LeBron. That's enough about everything. Six games slate ahead of us. You see the games on the screen. Hit that like button if you haven't done it yet. Let's drink some coffee. Cheers, everybody. If you don't have it, whatever your drink of choice is this morning, if you've got food, a little breakfast, Sammy, perhaps. If you're hitting the green, I don't know how you do it this early in the morning. It doesn't ever make sense to me. If I did that right now, I am donezo. I'm going to go crawl back into bed, watch cartoons, and fall asleep. But for this one, Ron, oh, my wife is going to be so happy, Ron. Uh, she she popped into the office over the past couple of days, and she was like, "Has anybody said anything about your aloe plant yet?" <laughs> so I'll be I'll be sure to pass that on. That was hers. We have a wealth of uh, shrubbery <laughs> in my house right now, and I needed something a little bit better uh, or a, a little bigger. So I grabbed that one from downstairs, and I, I think it looks. Good. We're gonna get a, I'm gonna get like a tree for the opposite side. But I don't know how you guys do it with the early stuff. Cheers to you guys. Rise and grind, everybody. Bang! Yeah, it's S&P. It's crazy. I'd be fine with defenses different now. There's no defense. It's just a comical misunderstanding of what basketball is. Yes, he is. He is the LeBron James of bad takes. From the beginning, he has just been around giving out bad takes. <laughs> All right, let's talk it through. First game up on the docket for today. The Milwaukee Bucks. They are 12-point favorites in Charlotte, 216 total. 216 total, then it's 225, 225, 225, 235, 235. This night really builds. Anyway, for the Bucks, let me pull up the injury report. That's the one thing I forgot to do. Actually, I'm sure there were more things that I forgot to do. I just don't know them yet. Uh, Giannis probable, Marshawn Beauchamp probable, Andre Jackson questionable, still no Chris Middleton. Did they cut his foot off? Pretty gnarly ankle sprain. He has been out for a minute. How long has Chris Middleton been out? He's missed eight games now. I got to get him ramped up and ready to go. On the Charlotte side, no LaMelo. Only thing that really matters. Probably not making a lot of changes here. Um... You know, we could take a minute away from Jay Crowder. 
35 for Dame feels about right. 36 for Giannis feels about right. Might be a little healthy on those guys. Do you know if, what a hand check is? Yeah, it's actually something that didn't really go away in the NBA right now. Uh, I'll see you on over to JJ Reddick's podcast where he just did a 15-minute breakdown on how dumb your thought process is. So uh, go watch that. He'll do a much better job of explaining it to me. But um can't remember who he was talking to. It might have been Tyrese Halliburton. But yeah, uh, JJ shit all over this. I'm going to lean on J.J. Reddick's way of breaking down basketball and the relationship of defense over yours, Sean. Just light, very minimal gap in knowledge. Minimal gap in knowledge. Points props for Milwaukee. Giannis is at 28.5, juice to the under. I have 29.4. Yeah, I'm going to bring Dame down a minute and Giannis down a minute. I think we should be expecting them to kick the shit out of Charlotte. What with being 12-point favorites and all. That brings my Giannis down right in line. That brings my Dame. I'm still heavy on Dame, but I don't have a change that I can make here. Uh, Portis is at 14. What in the world? Bobby Portis's points prop is 14 and a half right now. I have 12. Just out of curiosity, Sean, since let's just say that it did have some impact. Do you think it has any impact with everybody being significantly bigger, faster, stronger, covering more distance and having to do more defensively other than back in the day where four people stood on one side of the court and then one guy just isolated on the opposite side doing absolutely everything? I don't know. I don't know if that would be different or not. It's weird how things changed, but um, never a more sophisticated defensive setup in the NBA than right now. Not even close. Not even close. If the argument is they were allowed to touch each other back then, uh, soft argument, yeah. It's never bit Defense has never been harder to break down than it is right now. They just had some documentation out, actually, where... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to screw up the logistics of this, but I hope I get the like the grand scheme of it right. They've found that horizontal space on the floor. Uh, offenses are covering like four feet more than they have in the past, where defenses are only covering like a foot more. I'm going to get the proportions off a little bit. But what I think what it's essentially saying is that we've kind of reached the peak. Like offense has cracked everything enough that there's defense can't get everywhere anymore. There's just not enough. I I'm really curious to see if they get rid of defensive three seconds, which is on the table right now, because I think that would end up being a very interesting change to the NBA. But it's not like defense has to work so much harder now. The problem is offense has been figured out. I blame the people that played in the 90s for not understanding how to play basketball better. 
we want to we want to say all oh, these guys were geniuses. They chose to take inefficient shots over and over and over again, knowing there were more efficient shots on the floor. Some of the coaches were way out in front of it, and they were mocked and pilloried for playing the way that they did. But uh, the long and short of it is that it's never been better. Ron, correct. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kevin, no. It is not easy. It It's never been harder to score now. We just understand the math better. We understand... The league understands how to take better shots, which is a lot of why scoring is up. I mean, uh, I guess let me be a little bit like, yeah, it, it is in theory easier to score now, but it's not like because of lack of defense. It's because the offense also understands how to use the rest of the floor instead of using a small sliver of it on both sides. Yeah, JJ, that's another great point. You can't, it's pretty hard to carve out a career in the NBA as a one skill guy. You just, you have to be, if you want to be on a real basketball team that can play in the playoffs, you have to be pretty good everywhere. It's, or you are the elite of the elite at that stat. One step below that and it becomes really problematic. I got to figure out why Bobby Portis is getting as much love as he is here. Bobby Portis's points prop is so high that I legitimately don't know what to do with it. I don't like it. I just I don't have a lot of changes for Milwaukee. I probably don't have a lot of changes for Charlotte here either. Yeah, bringing back early 2000s basketball rules would ruin the NBA. <laughs> there was never a less popular time of the league. The games were awful, the scores were awful, everyone hated it. <laughs> We got to remember, when we talk about pace and space, and John, I'm not, this isn't a critique of what you're saying. It's just making me want to say it. The space was always there. No one was smart enough to use it. That That's the, the big problem here. All right, 30 minutes, Trey Man. 22 minutes for Vesely Misic. I'm going to bring that down to 21. We'll bring Seth Curry up to 20. Nick Richards can stay at 29. Grant Williams at 27. Yeah, like, I just don't have things to move around here. Bring Brandon Miller down a minute. Give it to Bertans just for now. Rates all stay the same. Very easy first game. 
Yeah, nobody is thinking, man, it'd be really cool if we could watch this playoff game and 81-74 tonight. I don't look back at the Jason Kidd Nets thinking, we should have got more of that. Yeah, like, I don't look back, you know, I was like, my formative years are straight through the 90s. I do not look back at that time thinking, I wish they would go back and play like it. For every sport. I don't want to go back to 1994 NFL. <laughs> like, it's all better now. It's all, it's, the athleticism on, like, on the floor is just insane. Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Dame and Giannis, I don't get the sense they're going to grade out all that well for today. Negative eights. If we remember yesterday, six games late, it should be pretty comparable. We're going to be looking for like negative two, negative three as the upper, upper echelon options. I find Milwaukee to be relatively unappealing. For Charlotte, Trey Mann, 30 minutes, 5,400, probably the best option. Yeah, like we like Miles Bridges, Nick Richards, and Trey Mann more than I like anything else on Milwaukee. I don't like that, but Milwaukee is 16th in defensive rating, 8th in pace. This is like a decent enough matchup for the Bucks or for the Hornets, rather. I might have Trey Mann a little juiced. Points props 12 and a half. I have 12, so maybe I don't. His assist prop is three and a half and I have six okay did, do I have like a did I accidentally type something in here let's bring that down a hair that'll soften the the Trey man love I'm gonna assume that he has a massive assist rate so far Trey man with the Hornets. Oh, eight per 100 possessions. Fair enough. Fair enough. I like Trey Mann. I like Nick Richards. I like Miles Bridges. That is where we stand for right now. Not much else there that you're going to go out of your way to getting to. Game two. Oop. Game two. Utah Jazz, five and a half point dogs in Orlando, 225 total. For Utah, we have a Q tag on Walker Kessler, which honestly doesn't seem like it matters all that much. And then we uh, have a Q tag on Bancaro, Q tag on John Isaac. So let's think this one through. We got pretty big minutes out of uh, Taylor Hendricks last time out. What happened in that game? Did he pick that up for any specific reason? They beat the shit out of San Antonio. Did he close? He didn't even close. He just played a lot. Okay. Wait, that's not the right game, is it? That ain't the right game. When did... Is that the 27th? Come on, popcorn machine. Start updating your shit. Is it the time of the year where you guys give up? 
All right, now let's get back to this one since they played on the 27th, which doesn't have a box. <laughs> Add more funds doesn't have this game either. All right, NBA rotations. Uh, Utah, Taylor Hendricks. It's not even on NBA rotations. Okay, I'm not allowed to see this rotation, allegedly. I feel like 26 minutes for Taylor Hendricks, though, is still, like, pretty spot on. I'm going to take a minute away from Chris Dunn. Got 34 for Markinen. I feel like that's about right. 29 for John Collins. I'm going to go to 28 on John Collins and 20 on Walker Kessler. I have 28 for... Colin Sexton, 32 for Keontae George. I think we're going to have to be okay here. Uh, JJ, nobody was out. Weird. Utah is easy. Orlando, not so much because we're going to have to put Paolo back in. So rates are going to go away. Minutes are going to go away. And we're going to reproject this team. So let's start it off. Let's assume Markel Fultz is going to get... He played 24 and a half minutes last time out. So it appears they're ramping him up again. I'm going to guess he comes close to starting. I mean, if he's playing 24 minutes there, like I think that's what they want him to do. Let's get Jalen Suggs in for 26. Let's get Wendell Carter Jr. in for 26. Mo Wagner for 16. Ron Hendricks has been starting. We'll go 34 to Palo. Go 33 to Franz. Maybe we get 20 out of Cole Anthony. John Isaac's good for 16. Jingles is good for 16. Gary Harris is good for 26. And I will hide three minutes on Anthony Black. Let's grab rates. Yeah, I absolutely think you should, like, the NBA is not lacking in physicality. What you want in terms of physicality is just, like, garbage. <laughs> like, it's just not that kind of game. It should It never should have been. They fouled like that because they had to. I promise the game is plenty physical at this point. Go grab a courtside seat. You'll be like, yeah, it's uh, it's too physical. <laughs> All right, Orlando rates. We want greater than three. Gary Harris, Joe Ingles, Mark Elfolds, John Isaac, Cole Anthony, Franz Wagner, Jalen Suggs, Paolo Bancaro, Anthony Black. 
think that's everybody. It is. All right, Bancaro, 28% usage rate. Franz Wagner, 25 and a half. Jalen Suggs, 19 and a half. Cole Anthony, 23 and a half. Uh, Markel Fultz, 17 and a half. And then Wendell Carter Jr., 17. Just out of curiosity, what do we have for points props, if anything, for Orlando? Franz Wagner, 21 and a half points. Got it. Bancaro, 21 and a half. I got 22 and a half. I'm okay with it. Wendell Carter Jr., 12. Perfect. Suggs, 11. A little heavy, but I'm okay with it. Feeling good. Looking good. Assist rate. Probably not moving all that much here. Fultz, if anybody, if I had to guess. Still not that. Paolo. Yeah, no, we're good here. Rebounds? Eight to pop. No, we're good. All righty. Game two. Utah. Marking in and nothing? I mean, terrible spot for the Jazz. Fifth in defensive rating for Orlando. 26th in pace. I think you're overrating how frequently something like that happens. Laurie Markinen, at best, is the thing you want to get to from Utah. Kind of happy that Utah doesn't look all that good. Orlando, on the other hand. Look, 4K faults. If you think that he can play 24 minutes, that's he's like mildly interesting. $7,600 Franz, mildly interesting. Paolo, mildly interesting. We don't have a lot of like, huh, that looks great. What is this? Let's uh, let's take a peek at these first two games and see if we have an idea of like who really is the best options thus far. All right, let's get that on the screen and let's zoom in. Perfect. Like Miles Bridges, Nick Richards, Trey Mann at the top of the list. I hope we find some better stuff than that. We're going to go Atlanta and Brooklyn. I feel like these teams play every day. Uh, Hawks, one and a half point dogs in Brooklyn. 223 total. Atlanta, same guys that have been in. So this one's actually pretty easy to manage. We got... Clint Capella up to 24 and a half minutes last time out. So we definitely want to bump him up a bit. Other than that, I really don't have changes to make here. I think these guys are just going to play big minutes like they normally do. I do want to take a quick peek at Atlanta rates, though. DeJounte Murray, I have 22 points. His prop is 22 and a half. Bingo. Jalen Johnson, I've got 16, 3. 17 and a half, juice to the under. DJ, who do you mean? 
Jorge, yeah, you're good. Bogdanovich, 17 and a half. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm completely good with what we have in for Atlanta. Brooklyn, we're going to have to make some changes because we got to get Ben Simmons back out there, I assume. Uh, Cam Thomas out. Otherwise, Ben Simmons is back. Let's redo this rotation. So we're going to go Nick Claxton, 29 minutes. He's only played north of 30, like legitimately north of 30 once in the past eight games. Oh, it, I mean, yeah, I watched that live and was in chat, if that's the one. Let's get Aaron Sharp in for a little bit, and then we get Ben Simmons in for, what, 20? Sure, 20's fine. Uh, Dennis Schroeder. 27? 28? DSJ, 18? Bonnie Walker, 20? Okay, so far so good. Cam Johnson, 28. Making progress. 35 to Bridges. Okay. Dorian Finney-Smith, 24. That leaves me 24 minutes. We're going to go Jalen Wilson and Trendon Watford. I'm not going to move any rates around. I should, well... The only rate that I need to move around, actually, is probably Ben Simmons nonsense. Let's see. We need Schroeder, Simmons, Dorian Finney-Smith, DSJ, Bridges, Walker, Claxton, Cam Johnson, Dayron Sharp, Trendon Watford, Jalen Watson. Perfect. Ben Simmons on the year, 177 minutes with these guys on. 13% usage rate. Yikes. That dude is so afraid of the ball. It's insane. Assist rate certainly gets a bump. Don't want to short him there. He is good at that. Rebounding rate gets a bump as well. The rest of this stuff can stick around. Actually, Schroeder assist rate is too high. DSJ, on the other hand, spot on. Yeah, I, I watched that. It's a great show. I, I love watching Neil do those interviews. I was more than happy to hear Adam chop it up. I mean, for the most part, Adam's not going to say a single thing on that show that I don't already know. I talk to him every day. <laughs> so... There we go. Game three in the books. Atlanta Hawks. Nothing standing out. Bogdanovich, Sadiq Bey. We've got Murray up to 9,400. For the people that didn't play DeJounte Murray when he was 7,400 with Trey out the first game, you got to feel bad here. Up $2,000 or whatever the price was that first game out. Bogdanovich and Bay, solid. I assume something looks good from Brooklyn. 
Okay, now we're talking. Cam Johnson. I got to take a look at his usage rate, I guess. I have it in for 21. Let's just make sure I'm not too crazy. Make it 20 and a half. Cam Johnson points prop. Do we have one? We do. 14 and a half. I got 15. Perfecto. Really like Cam Johnson. Appears to be the best thing we've seen. Mikel Bridges down to 7K. Now, Bridges points prop is 23. Juice to the under. I have 23. Mikel Bridges, best play we've seen. Cam Johnson, best play we've seen. Nick Claxton, 6,400, also looks great. We really like the Brooklyn Nets now. They are the now, they are the top options. Look at that. Bridges at the top, Cam Johnson at the top, Miles Bridges third, Nick Claxton fourth. This is Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Charlotte. And then Orlando, Orlando, Utah, Orlando. Interesting day so far through three games. We go Golden State and New York. Man, there was a time where this game could have been very interesting. Warriors. Four-point favorites in New York, 223 total. Uh, Andrew Wiggins still out for personal reasons. On the Knicks, we have no OG, no Randall, no Robinson, Q-Tag, Jalen Brunson. So probably not moving anything around too much here for Golden State. This all looks pretty good to me. So I'm going to keep... My Warriors exposure. Knicks, we're going to have to change top to bottom because of Brunson being out last time. So let's gut this entire Knicks team and let's get back to what we know they're going to be doing, generally speaking. We're going to go 38 minutes to Jalen Brunson. Feels like we have to, right? DJ, I was just there a, a week ago, two weeks ago, whatever that was. Shout out to the Four Seasons and their uh, sushi restaurant. It's quite good. All right. Hartenstein played 27. I think he only sat really because of the back-to-back, although he did get hurt, right, on the 26th. They leave early. It was against Detroit. Am I right? No, he closed that game. Yeah, okay. So, Hardenstein's playing at least 28 minutes today. I'm going 28 to Hardenstein. And we're going to continue to maintain this massive amount of minutes, I think, to Precious Achua. I'm going to go 37. We'll figure out what I need to do with Jericho Sims in a second. At the very least, we're going to give Miles McBride the backup point guard run. We can get 16 minutes in for Alec Burks. We can get 24 minutes in for Boyan. 36 for DiVincenzo. 39 for Josh Hart. Leaves me 12 for Sims. Perfect. Perfect. Knicks couldn't be easier. Couldn't be easier. Now we need rates. 
interesting team to do this for. So we're going to say Burks, Bogdanovich, Hartenstein, Hart, Brunson, DiVincenzo, Precious, McBride, Sims. And then we are going to say add a player filter off for Randall, Barrett, quickly. It's going to really shrink this, but that's okay. All right. We're good. Josh Hart, 16% usage rate. That actually seems high. We'll find out if that ends up being a problem. Achua, 14% usage rate. DiVincenzo, 24 and a half. That's going to end up being way too high. Brunson, 35 and a half. That's going to end up being way too high. We're going to make these changes and tweak them down once we get to uh, props. We're going to go 13 to Isaiah Hartenstein. Is it really not asking me for anybody else? No, I guess it wouldn't. Okay. New York Knicks points props. Do we even have them first and foremost? We only have Brunson, who's at 31 and a half. Okay. I got him at 32. This might actually be more believable than I thought it would. Or I have Dante DiVincenzo dramatically overprojected, which is also very feasible. Uh, Brunson assist rate goes up. Josh Hart assist rate goes up. Dante DiVincenzo does not. Nobody else really moves around there. Rebounding rate. Precious does so much less than you would think. Josh Hart does so much more than you would think. Hartenstein is the guy you expect. All right, what's this going to look like? I, I have a weird feeling the Knicks are just going to look amazing. So the Warriors look atrocious. Basically as bad as you can get. Maybe you want to get to Kaminga. I don't know. I don't really like what I see here. They are basically unplayable. Unplayable Warriors. CP, absolutely not on. CP3 is full stop unplayable. The Knicks, though. Okay, Jalen Brunson, 9,600. Standing out to me if he plays. My points prop is basically the same. He's projected for six and a half assists, minus 156 to the over. I have seven and a half. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take one minute off of Brunson. And he's still going to look like the best play we have, or at least close to it. Josh Hart looks really good at 7,100. Dante DiVincenzo, to me, at least right now, looks really good at 7,500. If we add this game in... We get Jalen Brunson at the tip of the spear now. Uh, DiVincenzo, I have sixth. Josh Hart, I have like ninth. We really like this, Knicks. It's... Four out of, hold on, one, two, 
Five out of the top six plays are from New York. Wild. OKC San Antonio. Wemby versus Chet round, I don't know what, two, I think. Yay. Yay to all of us for getting this in our lives. Uh, they've worked Jalen Williams back into the rotation. Three straight games of an 11-man rotation, which I don't love, but we'll handle it. I'm really surprised they haven't been playing Bismack Biombo. I didn't expect that. I mean, this is OKC. I don't have changes for these guys. They're the same team every game. And I assume they're going to look good here against San Antonio. Oh, I froze my sheet. We'll save that bad boy. Close this stuff out. I love when that stuff happens. It scares the shit out of me when I do it. Luckily, we were all saved up. There we go. We back. We back, we back, we back. San Antonio side. Probably not a lot of changes coming in here either. Jeremy Sohan playing a bit less. We'll take two minutes away from him. I'm good with Blake Wesley. I'm good with Chetty Osman. I'm good with Trey Jones. I'm good with Wemby. Wemby up to 34 last time out. All right, we'll go 30. Hide those extra minutes on Mamu. Not much to say here for San Antonio and OKC. I've been over these teams a lot and their rotations look good. Hmm. All right, here we go. OKC. Now they're 11 point favorites, but 236 total. What do we get in an amazing matchup for the Thunder? No, really? Okay. Chet's okay. Jalen Williams, okay. Giddy, okay. Dort, okay. SGA looks the best, but still just okay. Like I'd prefer Jalen Brunson. That's kind of a bummer. I was expecting way better from Oklahoma City. What do we see on San Antonio? San Antonio looks better. Wemby, 10-1. I like it. I like him more than Shea. I think Trey Jones looks solid at 5K. I think Keldon Johnson looks solid at 4,900. What? Does Keldon Johnson have a points prop right now? He does not. Vassell's at 21 and a half points. Okay, Wemby's at 21 and a half juice to the over. Might need to bump Devin Vassell. Yeah, I'll give him an extra minute. Take him up to 34. That'll help a little bit. Vassell looking good. Trey Jones, points prop nine and a half. I have 10 and a half. Yeah, I'm okay with this. 4,900 for Keldon Johnson, though, is a tricky, tricky, tricky spot. But he played 34 minutes last time out. What if he does that again? Final game. 
Uh, can't imagine we like a ton here unless like wild amounts of people are out. Houston Rockets. Eight and a half point dogs in Phoenix. 234 total. For Houston. Same injury report as usual. Phoenix has Beal and Gordon questionable. Nurkic probable. So we're probably not going to like anything for the Sun side of this one. Amon Thompson's minutes have come back down. I'm going to reproject this these uh, minutes just to make things easier. Let's go 35 to Fred Van Vliet. Let's go 36 to Fred Van Vliet. 33 to Shingoon. Get Jeff Green in. 35 for Jabari Smith. 31 for Dylan Brooks. Twenty-nine for Jalen Green. Aaron Holiday hops in for backup point guard run. Uh, Cam Whitmore gets in for his nineteen. Amon Thompson will get in for twenty-two. I have eight minutes left over. Don't really have a natural spot to land those on. We're going to give three. We'll give four more to Aaron Holiday, and then I'll hide four on Jay Sean Tate. Rates all stay the same. Now, Phoenix, we actually have to reproject across the board uh, and get all of the rates fixed. So, yeah. Let's get Beal in for 32 minutes. We'll get Booker in for 36. We can get Yusuf Nurkic in for 27. KD in for 37. Grayson Allen probably plays like 33. Eric Gordon probably plays like 24. Eubanks has been playing a lot less. Wait, was that without Nurk? No, I was with Nurk. Okay. Get Eubanks in there for like 10. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Gotta get Bull Bull out there. 14 minutes, maybe. Royce O'Neal needing 20. And then Josh Akogi gets some hidden minutes. All right. Final rates to grab. That's going to be for Phoenix. We're going to go KD, Eric Gordon, Bradley Beal, Yusuf Nurkic, Devin Booker, Royce O'Neal, Grayson Allen, Josh Akogi, Bull Bull, Drew Eubanks. That'll do it. All right. That's 28.5% usage for KD. Grayson Allen is at 14. Devin Booker, 29. Nurk, 19. Ooh. 
29 for Booker. What is it for Beal? Beal, 867 minutes, 24% usage rate. It's actually higher than I was expecting it to be. Mm. S&P, let's take a look. Let's take a look. Phoenix Suns. Or, sorry, Houston Rockets. Alperin Shingun. Amon Thompson. Amon Thompson, Alperin Shingun, both on. 329 minutes. Negative seven and a half net rating. Uh, it's very much better everywhere else. 108.9 offensive rating. When those guys share the floor, as a team, I assume, they're shooting 29% from three. Opponents are shooting 41% from three. That's a little problematic. Even with bad spacing, like that's poor shooting luck for yourself and really negative shooting luck against you. But even still, uh, they have not been great alongside of each other. It's always fun to just pop into that kind of stuff. All right, assist rates. Durant's at seven and a half. We'll bring him up a little bit. Grayson Allen doesn't move. Devin Booker does. Bradley Beal does not. Yusuf Nurkic does not. Rebounding. Durant doesn't move. I can't imagine Beal and Booker do. Nope, and nope, and Nurk gets everything he wants. Final game. Here we go, Houston Rockets. I like Fred Van Vliet. 6600 for Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, that ain't it. That's not the right price tag. Fifteen and a half point prop for Van Vliet. I have it at 14.3, so you can make a case I like him even more. Uh, Alperin Shingun, 8,600. I don't mind getting there. And then Dylan Brooks, 4,400 shooting guard, small forward. Not the worst option in the world. Now on the Phoenix side, I did not anticipate this. Uh, Kevin Durant points prop, 26 and a half. I have 28 and a half. Okay. Maybe that's the issue. Maybe that's the issue. If we're getting everybody back, I'll take them down to 36 minutes. I like Durant jumping off the page for me. Booker also jumping off the page for me. If we just look at this with the final two games in, general rankings here. Jalen Brunson, Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, Devin Booker, Trey Jones, Wemby in the sixth spot. Let's run crunches, folks. I'm interested to see what we have. Hit that like button if you haven't done it yet. Let's run some crunches.
There we go. Optimal lineups on DraftKings. For leap year day. 273.8. Optimal lineup by 1.1. Fultz. Bridges, Bridges, Cam Johnson, Nick Claxton, Jalen Brunson, Keldon Johnson, Trey Jones. Not surprised by what we see there. Uh, Bridges and Cam Johnson both made all 50. Brunson and John and Keldon Johnson both in the 80s. Trey Jones in the 70s. Nick Richards in the 60s. Nick Claxton in the 50s. This is a very visually different slate than yesterday. Now, if we add in randomness, we have Cam Johnson looking like he's going to be at the top. Mikel Bridges, two. Trey Jones, Markel Fultz, Trey Mann. Very flat, though. There's no Norm Powell's out there today or all or Andre Drummond's out there today. Very, very flat exposures. And now on the FanDuel side. What do we have? Optimals on FanDuel. 293.75. Optimal by 0.25. Trey Jones, Jalen Brunson. DeJounte Murray, Cody Martin. Dante DiVincenzo, Sadiq Bey. Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder. And Alperin Shingun. That's an interesting lineup. I don't like Jay Crowder showing up there. DiVincenzo, Cam Johnson, and Shingun were in all 50. Murray in 70%. Brunson in 60%. Everybody else 50 or below. After we throw on some randomness. What do we have? Cam Johnson, unequivocal number one play on the FanDuel side, 48%. That drops to 28% to Shangun. He's just not priced for the role that he's going to have if he's going to get those minutes. His price came down. He was 6K on the 14th. He's 5,100 now, and he's going to play more minutes than he had before. Love Cam Johnson today. After that, very, very, very flat. Another one in the books, folks. Hope you guys have a good leap day. You get me for prize picks, contenders, strategy show, deeper dive. Probably a bit of playback. And I think I'm on that schedule. Don't know if I'm going to give you guys the full bore today. A little tired from yesterday. Went long. I earned it. But it was a good day yesterday. It was a very good day yesterday. I don't mean from DFS, just life in general. So that's all I got, folks. It was a fun show. I enjoyed seeing you guys. I don't really have anything else left to say, so make sure you're watching the rest of our content. Sign up at Stochastic or Odd Shopper. Links in the description. Folks, we'll see you tomorrow. This was The Process.